Now, joining me on the line right now is the Senator for the Northern Territory, the CLP Senator, Jacinta Namajinpa-Price. Good morning to you. Good morning, Katie. Senator, thank you so much for your time. I know that you are incredibly busy with Parliament sitting right now. (laughs) Now, what was your reaction to yesterday's announcement? Oh, look, I think it's um, it's very typical of the um, of any Labor government to attempt to throw a whole bunch of money at a situation to to quieten um, you know the dissenting voices down uh, and to appear as though they're doing something that's going to be effective when in fact it's not really that effective. And I think the most um, concerning part is that they've just only um, focused on Central Australia. This is a territory-wide issue and. Um, the restrictions should be applied territory-wide, which is what I've um, proposed in my bill and the difference between what they're doing and what I'm aiming to do. Um, and also the fact that with the $250 million, I guess I'd like to know where's, where that's coming from. Is it yep. already committed money that they're re-announcing? Uh, who, is, who is it going to? And how are those organisations going to be uh, held to account for producing outcomes um, to be funded? I think that they're very good questions. Um, I do want to go to to the fact that obviously these alcohol restrictions, they're coming back into place. From what I can gather, they are going to be Northern Territory wide when it comes to our uh, remote, like our Indigenous communities and also those town camps. So what's the difference, um, you know, between what they're preparing for, for next week's Parliament's sittings here in the Northern Territory and the bill that you're introducing this week? So basically my bill uh, is more, I guess, of a partnership between federal government and the Northern Territory government as opposed to handing full responsibility over to the Northern Territory government who has over and again uh, failed Territorians. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the Chief Minister Natasha Files has only demonstrated the fact that she should probably uh, quit and give somebody else a leadership role. Um, but, but look, aside from that, what my bill proposes to do is to absolutely um, provide communities who want to have alcohol the opportunity to apply for alcohol management plans. And this is to be driven by the Territory Government and a committee established um, with, with equitable representation, including men and women from the community, yep. um, experts in the field, the Liquor Commission, um, and, and relevant stakeholders to um, create that plan, but that the, the appropriate federal minister would then um, provide approval for that plan to go ahead and should um, and to be monitored. So within 12 months of this legislation taking place, then a Senate inquiry would take place to see um, to determine what the outcomes have been as a result of this. But it also provides for the minister to revoke plans should um, measures such as uh, school attendance drop, uh, should there be increased rates of alcohol-related assaults in those communities. So it's, it's, I guess, I've been working on this since August. It's not a knee-jerk reaction um, and it's well thought out and it is a partnership between Federal and the Northern Territory, as I said, uh, as opposed to just providing, giving all that responsibility to a government that has failed consistently. Jacinta, when are you due to introduce that bill to the federal parliament? Is it today? 
I'll be introducing the bill tomorrow. Okay. I'll be really keen to hear sort of how things go with that. And uh, and I know that it'll probably take a bit of, you know, it will take a bit of listening from the Northern Territory community to work out exactly what the, you know, the difference, even I know you've just pointed out to us, but how, you know, how it would differentiate uh, from what the Northern Territory government is proposing, purely because, to be honest, we haven't been able to get the, uh, the Chief Minister on the show this morning to talk us through what she's proposing, uh, doing. Mm. But look, the other thing I want to ask you, about is the fact that the Northern Territory Government said at that press conference yesterday that the federal government's agreed to $250 million in funding in an effort to Mm. make Central Australia a safer place. Now, we just caught up with Michael Little, uh, councillor in Alice Springs, who I know um, you obviously know, Michael. Um, He Mm. said that, you know, that realistically uh, that service providers are being put on notice, that they need to be Mm. showing where that money is being uh, spent. Uh, If they are receiving funding, that uh, you know that we need to be able to see that they're delivering the outcomes that they've been funded to do with that money the 250 million and taking into account what Michael Little has said you know do you feel confident that it's going to be spent in the right places oh look uh, no I don't um, you know I, I think that the the territory government is focusing primarily on um, you know as the Prime Minister said First Nations people. This is a whole community issue. Um, there, there are organisations I know that miss out on funding because of the fact that they're not Aboriginal identified organisations. They don't tick that box. Um, for example, a lot of the women's legal services that predominantly, um, you know, like up to 80% of their clientele are Indigenous women and predominantly they are victims of um, abuse and, and violence uh, as opposed to the Aboriginal legal services who predominantly uh, service the perpetrators in these circumstances. You know, it's, it's, uh, we keep hearing the word complex being thrown around. Um, that's fair enough to say that you probably don't have a clue, but you have to get a clue and understand where to be able to invest such um, dollars to where it's going to be uh, you know, provide the most outcomes. Uh, it's, it's also um, organisations like Drug and Alcohol Services Australia and Alice Springs. They predominantly have uh, their clientele are um, Indigenous Territorians, uh, but, but they are underfunded. You know, it, it's not just about looking at all the Aboriginal organisations and pumping money into them. I mean, I find it confusing that, again, Tungandjira is getting... Um, will get a huge investment, as they always do. But if you drive around town camps, you've got to look around and say, where is that investment going? And you've also got to question why you would fund an organisation where the CEO has been fighting to keep alcohol in the town camp. That's a contradiction in itself. Yeah, look, I think that's a point well worth making uh, to the Northern Territory Government and and for us to try and follow up. Uh, Jacinta, I do want to ask you before we wrap up this morning, um, what do you think that this whole situation says about the voice to Parliament at the moment? Well, I think it's demonstrated that there's been a hell of a lot of voices, including my own, um, who have been calling out, who have, have fallen on deaf ears, the nine organisations that wrote into Minister Linda Burney back in June. She did not listen to them then. Uh, they, only, they were only listened to once this government was shamed into having to listen to um, because of listeners in our southern cities where their electorates were going to be affected in terms of voting for them at the next election. And that, that, that demonstrates that it doesn't matter um, what sort of voices exist. It's about having ears in Canberra. And you can have a voice as much as you want, but as long as those ears aren't listening, you're not going to get the outcomes that you need.
So you reckon that's more the, the issue here is that the reality is that you've got to make sure that, that our pollies in Canberra are listening. That's exactly right. I mean, the government says that the Prime Minister said that this is just going to be an advisory body. Well, I can tell you now that when my mother first ran for the seat of Stuart, her decision to do that was as a result of being appointed by the then Deputy Chief Minister, Marion Scrimgeour, to chair the Indigenous advisory body to the then Henderson government and feeling like it was just a token Aboriginal committee that was there to make the government look good but be ineffective and not actually listen to what the needs were on the ground. Well, Jacinta Price, I know that you also said last night on the 7.30 report um, that you don't think the CLP is going to support uh, here in the Northern Territory, that they're going to support the Indigenous voice to Parliament. What makes you think that? Well, I guess the many conversations I've had a lot uh, uh, with a lot of my party members, um, the general feeling around my party is that there is no support for it because they've, they've seen the failings in the past. That we don't want to be divided along the lines of race, um, and and so we shouldn't. Uh, and we should be we should be actually uh, empowering practically our um, native title holders, traditional owners, to utilise their land appropriately so they can become job creators and and moving away from the welfare model and the voice in itself is a welfare model to suggest that we're going to perpetually need um, this this body within our constitution forever suggests that we're never actually going to close the gap because if we did close the gap we wouldn't need it. Well, Jacinta Price, I always appreciate your time. Please let us know. We'll keep in contact how you go uh, tomorrow in terms of the uh, that uh, that bill being presented to Parliament. We'll make sure that we keep in contact as well and try to catch up with you through the morning. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you. Thanks for your time.